Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is late on Tuesday. Oh, gosh, it's like 4 o'clock Central Time, my time. Uh, so my apologies. It has been one of those days that I did not get around to this until now. Hey, for those of you new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, my name is Joe Zenk. Uh, I am a lay Catholic minister within the Diocese of Green Bay. My specific role is pastoral leader, or what is called parish director in other places. I um, help pastorally and spiritually and administratively lead three rural Catholic parishes. Hello, Hello I am doing my podcast. Hello, everybody. Say hi to Kim. <laughs> that would be our office manager, Kim Driscoll, in her first podcast. She's always so embarrassed. But uh, I am uh, uh, pastorally lead these three rural Catholic parishes in the Diocese of Green Bay. And every Monday through Friday, I read the Gospel of the Day and make a few comments on it. Sometimes a little more than a few. But uh, please feel if they help you, oh, that is what I invite you to listen so the Gospel can become rooted and resonant in our lives so we can live out of that space. And I, I always say this, and there's no joke, if, um, uh, if you have to choose between the words of the gospel and the Spirit's bringing you one way and my words bring you another way, you know, we always choose the, the gospel because the gospel is the word of God. Um, uh, all I hope to do is surround that word of God with some, some thoughts, some, some depth, some uh, ideas and places uh, as to where to go. So with that, as a precursor, let's dive into today's gospel a little bit longer. Very famous story. You're going to know it right away. Uh, we pick up immediately following yesterday's gospel. So Matthew 14, verses 22 to 36. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side of the sea while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain to him by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. For when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. After making the crossing, they came to a land at Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought to him all those who were sick and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak, 
and as many as touched it were healed. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, to set the stage for those who uh, were not with us yesterday and didn't uh, break open the gospel, uh, chapter 13, Jesus is teaching the people, and he's teaching them in parables, a lot of famous ones that you know. And so then at the beginning of chapter 14, um, he feeds the 5,000. So that's the story that immediately precedes this. The people all come to him. Jesus is looking for a place on his own. To, to grieve and to pray and to process his own mortality because he just heard that John the Baptist was killed. He realizes that this is the prophet's death. This is what happens. He is playing the role of prophet, of course, as well. So he's seeing his future. And he's grieving the loss of a friend, the loss of a co-worker in ministry, the loss of a cousin. So he's trying to get off on his own. But the people know where he's going, so they go there ahead of time. And instead of having alone time, he runs into them. Now, I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but when my agenda gets interrupted, oh gosh, I can get cranky about that, or I can get controlling about that, or I can be angry about people who want to interrupt that. Um, but that didn't, uh, that's not how Jesus reacted. Instead, he sees the people. He really sees them in their need, in their, in their hurting, in their, in their lives, their, their emptiness. And he's filled with pity and compassion. And he heals them. And more than that, he sees what their ultimate need is. And he takes five loaves and two fish. And in the manner of Eucharist, he takes them, blesses them, breaks them, and shares them. Just like Eucharist. He invites the people to come to him. And he feeds all of them. And they were satisfied with who he was. Oh, such a good reading. Such a good reading. But then today, okay, so they were satisfied, right? And, uh, and it's evening, so they go off on their own. So Jesus, um, he dismisses, okay, so he dismisses the crowds, says, okay, go on your own, go back home, go find shelter for the night. Uh, he invites, makes the disciples get in the boat and says, hey, you know where we're going. Start heading out, I'll catch up. And he goes up on a mountain by himself to pray. Because remember, that's why he came there. He came there from some time with God to process what had happened with his friend John the Baptist, his cousin, his co-minister. And he, he spent that night in prayer. Now you might think, okay, he spent a little bit of time in prayer. So he dismisses the crowds. Remember, the disciples wanted them to leave so they could go find some food on their own, right? So it had to be supper time. Let's say it was 6, 7, 8 o'clock. Uh, and he instead feeds them and dismisses them. So let's even say it's 9 or 10 o'clock by the time he gets up here. Well, he knows he comes walking to the disciples on the fourth watch. So these are the watches. The first watch of the night is 3 to 9 p.m. Or excuse 3 to 9 p.m. The first watch of the night is 6 to 9 p.m. They're in three-hour segments. Second watch of the night is 9 p.m. to midnight. The third watch of the night is midnight to 3 a.m. And the fourth watch of the night is 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So he is coming to them. During, it says, the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them. So during that last part. So ultimately, he is spending hours, let's say 9 or 10 till 3-ish in the morning, in prayer, in communion with God. Because he needed that to strengthen his ministry, to strengthen his spirit, 
to strengthen that union, right? Because that's where all the work that he does comes from in that union. Brothers and sisters, in my in my prayer this morning, in my reading, and again, uh, you know, coincidence, fortuitously, uh, by the act of God, whatever one wants to call it, um, I talked about that this morning in my in my morning devotional, and it said, "Listen, I'm going to use its words as best I can. Every one of us, by virtue of our baptism, we are baptized into a vocation with God, into a union." with God, that that is one of our vocations, and that you and I, brothers and sisters, need to make room and have a tool to use uh, in fostering that vocation. Jesus used that time of quiet and that time of aloneness, that time of solitude for prayer and union with that vocation, that unity, that oneness with God. Do we make time for that vocation? That is a direct challenge to you, and you can bring it to me. Because, brothers and sisters, just like Jesus, every bit of work that he does comes out of that vocation. It comes out of his union with God. And and Jesus couldn't be, you know, who he was without... He can't say, you know, I and the Father are one, and say, you know, this is... If you have seen me, you have seen the Father without understanding and first being one with the Father. And that oneness came through that that making time and making space for that union to take place. Brothers and sisters, do we take 15 minutes a day? Do we take an afternoon, a month? Do we take three, four, five, six days a year and just set them aside for God. That's what the Sabbath is, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. It's saying, this time is yours and this instrument is yours. I am baptized into you and I know I cannot represent you. I cannot be you without you being within me and leading that. It's the, oh, the Eucharistic prayer Father Carl used this last weekend is so good conform us, Lord, conform us into your image. That Father Carl mentioned, it is you and I being transubstantiated on the altar with Christ in the Eucharist. And that's Augustine talking. That's not just, you know, Father Carl and and Joe Zank talking. That you and I, and that's the Eucharistic prayer, conform us into your image. How do we do that, brothers and sisters? In unity. Jesus did. And so should, well, I don't even use the word should. We are baptized into that vocation. And it is our decision as to how we offer opportunities for that union to take place. Do we do that? I think we can. I think we can. A couple other things, and I'll, I'll let us go. Gosh, I haven't even gotten to the meat of the, of the reading, right? So, okay, the, the disciples are out on the, the boat, right? They're heading into the wind. They're struggling. They're going into the waves. Uh, on their own without Christ. That's what it feels like, right? It says, Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. Brothers and sisters, anytime we are on our own, on our own agenda, in our own control, our own ideas, separate and apart from God, we have a direction that we want to go, 
If we're feeling against the wind, now that doesn't mean every time we're with Christ, it's going to be with the wind. That's not the case. Otherwise, there's no crucifixion. So I don't want to, I don't want to get that heresy in there. But, but I am saying that when we are, are apart from Christ, when we are separate from Christ, uh, we're, we're going to feel the effects of that. And we will feel that, that struggle as they do. But I love, again, how Jesus... Okay, so they're afraid. They see Jesus coming to him uh, during the night, right? The, the fourth watch, so sometime between 3 and 6 in the morning. Uh, and they say it's a ghost. And fear takes them. Brothers and sisters, I love our God so much. Because what is that word? And, and I was reminded this. I think, Mary Vogel, it was you who reminded me of this lately. Um, that how many times does our God uh, tell us not to be afraid? Count it in the Bible. It's the most used phrase in all of Scripture. Do not be afraid. How many times? 365 days. times. Do you think that's a, a coincidence? Brothers and sisters, so often we can fall into that fear. Gosh, I think that's such a human thing. But our God reminds us every day, just as, as the sun rises, do not be afraid. It is I. I am with you. And so Peter challenges and says, okay, if it really is you, invite me out. And, and he does, of course. And Peter comes. Peter comes. And brothers and sisters, here's the deal. And you know what I'm going to say before, before I even say it. Peter comes and he's able to do the impossible as long as he keeps his eye on Christ. But the minute he takes his eye off Christ and he looks at the waves and that fear takes over again, what does he do? He begins to sink. Brothers and sisters, I was listening to a podcast the other day, Brian McLaren. Oh, good stuff. But, but what he was saying is, and, and these are his words, what we focus on determines what we miss. What we focus on determines what we miss. And, and it was wonderful. There was a study he did, and he was part of it, so he was relaying this, that uh, this guy said, okay, I want you to look, and, and I'm, I think I'm going to say it right, I want you to look at this video, and there's a picture here in this video, and, and, and I want this half of the room to look at how many people are in white shirts, and I want you to count them up, and you've got to focus on them. And, and you people over on the other side, you count up all these people in black shirts, and you count them up. And, and, and so he said, go, I'm going to time you, and I want you to get it. And so they were so focused, and Brian McLaren said, oh, he's like, I was, I was really good. I was so focused. I was sure there were 21 people uh, at the end, uh, you know, in white shirts. And so then they stopped the video, and and the guy said, okay, how many people in white shirts? And some said 16, some said 17. He said, ah, oh, but I got it right. I said 21. He's like, you are right, 21, good job. Uh, on the other side, how many black shirts? Turned out there were 22. Okay, great, good job. And then he asked all the people who were looking, and he said, did you see the gorilla walk across the stage? And Brian McLaren said, you're joking, right? And he said, let's watch the video. And he showed the video again, and clear as day, there's the, the, the gorilla walks across the stage. And Brian's like, no way, that's a different video. You're showing us a different video. And he's like, no, this is the exact same video. He was so focused on what he was seeing with those baseball players in white that he didn't see the obvious right in front of him, nor did the others. What we focus on determines what we miss. Peter 
could focus on Jesus. And as long as he's focused on that, he's not seeing all these other reasons why he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. But the minute, brothers and sisters, he focuses on the waves, he is missing the fact that God, the, the, the creator of the universe, is right there with him, saying, do not be afraid. What are we focusing on today? That really is the question, right? And I'm going I'm to end it on that. What are you and I focusing on today? Because what we're focusing on will determine what else, what we're missing, what we're not, what we don't need in that picture. Brothers and sisters, our God reminds us, it is I, I am with you. Do not be afraid. In the midst of this buck in the wind, in the midst of whatever's going on, whatever storms of our life that you and I are feeling today, and there are plenty, but brothers and sisters, do we focus on the storm and on the frustration and on the anger and on the hurt? Because if we do, I think, I think we're going to miss that gorilla. We're going to miss our God. Okay, he's not in a gorilla suit, but you know what I mean. We're going to miss that he's right there saying, do not be afraid. If we can just change our focus that five or ten degrees and be looking at him and not the storms, and remember, he is here with us. All is well. And as long as we're focused on him, we can do the impossible, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what we are focused on determines what we see. It determines what we miss. There's more to be had in this gospel, but I've already gone long enough. Um, and so let's just mull on those things. Are we making time in our vocation, brothers and sisters? Uh, for that unity we need. Because everything else, everything else, all our strength, all our ministry, all our mission, all our good work, comes from that. Comes from that. Do we make time in our vocation for that unity with God? Because that is our vocation. That union with God. That's what we were baptized into. And two, what are we focused on today? Do we realize our God is that good that God is with us all the time? All the time. And, and he tells us not to be afraid in the midst of whatever's happening today. Today. And, uh, and all we've got to do is focus on him. And we can get through what's going on. One step at a time. We can do the impossible. Because all things are possible with him. Um, we just got to make sure we're not missing him. Right here in front of us. All right, brothers and sisters, let's pray. Shall we? Again, let's just bring everything before our God. He's that good. He's that good. And we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary visits Elizabeth. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Be well. Uh, I'd say enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. There's not much left of it. But bless you. And uh, look forward to us being back together and breaking open God's word tomorrow. God's peace.